Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory. Podcast number 72, I believe it is. I'm on on my way to 100. won't happen this year, but sometime before the middle of next year, I should definitely be able to hit that probably like springtime, hit my 100th podcast episode. I do one a week. They're on Wednesdays that I typically drop them. So always be on the lookout on those days for them. Usually they have something to do. They're like intertwined with current market issues and strategies and also with some underlying education too. Of, so that if you're listening to these podcasts and you're listening to this particular podcast and it's let's say it's five years down the road. It's still relevant. It still makes sense because I take educational elements of trading and my knowledge and I intertwine it with market conditions that we're seeing right now. So, And a lot of market conditions actually repeat themselves over time. So today, I'm going to talk about emotional attachment to your trades. Emotional attachment to your trades. Being too emotional about the stocks that you have in your portfolio. And the reason why I bring this up is because this past week, I had a lot of people take issue with a comment that I made on stock twits. And here's the thing, like, most of the time I don't get a lot of pushback from people. They don't really get too upset because I don't really say things in an emotionally charged environment. Well, I did. I actually made the comment on Friday of last week. And right now it's Wednesday because that's when I do my podcasts. So Friday of last week, I made a comment, and I'll read it to you here. It says, The stock market needs a good 10% pullback just to provide traders with the opportunities again. Very little out there that won't punish you on the risk side if you are wrong. Reward is very limited. Price action is getting frothy. Now that frothy word, that's what people got a little bit freaked out about. People will be pissed by me just saying as much, which I was right, because they are super emotional about this market. Also true. But as a person who has been doing this for nearly three decades, and that is also true. You wouldn't think that. I mean, I'm 39, but I've actually been doing this since I was 11 years old. Not like share planner per se, but I have been in the stock market since I was 11 years old. I've been doing it since then. I've been doing it continuously since then for the most part. I think there was a little bit of a break when I was in college. But to continue, I said, for a person who's been doing this for nearly three decades, this probably isn't the best time to be adding a lot of new positions to the portfolio. This is on Friday. Okay, so I said that after the market closed at 4 p.m., literally at 4 p.m. Market rallied on Monday, finished lower on Tuesday. So far, it's trading lower today. Not by much. We're not talking about huge sell-off here. It's still holding the breakout level. All right. And here's the thing. 
I can say that I want a 10% pullback. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. And that's not what I was even trying to say right there either. All I was trying to say was is that the market needs a 10% pullback just to give us some better trading opportunities because there's a lot of positions that have made some huge runs and they just aren't that good uh, of opportunities right now to, to be getting long on. And the reason why is because let's say you get an apple okay, at 250 way overextended. The reward to the upside is probably limited at this point. Maybe you get 260 out of it, okay? I don't know, but maybe you get 265. But the downside is, is that if you're wrong on the trade, there could be as much as like five to ten percent of downside just in Apple. So the risk reward isn't really there for getting into a long position at this point. But don't say that on social media because everybody's going to be saying he's calling for a market top. He's saying that the stocks are going down ten percent in the next day or two. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I would like for them to. I would like for them to sell off some. I'd love to see. Let me be honest. If I, if I could have it my way, I would like to see a 20 or 30% pullback. I would love to see a, a legitimate bear market happen just so that we can wash out all this euphoria and, and, and frothiness in the market to get a little bit more realistic prices for trading to the upside to make it to where there's bigger gains that can be made going forward. You take this huge sell-off back in quarter four, which is almost like 20% or a little over 20%, and you had this big rally in the beginning of the year. That was a great, that was phenomenal. But now we're sitting at all-time highs. Yeah, we're still pushing higher and everything. We keep buying the dip and all that, but there's not a ton of upside at this point. We're much better off if we sell off one or 2,000, uh, or I'm sorry, not one or 2,000 points on the, uh, actually 1,000 points would be great on the S&P. Um, 2,000 is, you're getting <laughs> some dire places there but uh like four or five hundred points give me that okay i would even take two or three hundred points 300 points would be about a 10 percent correction but it would alleviate a lot of the the buying pressures in this market provide you a better sell up setups give you a really good bounce place to take advantage of but see when you make a when i make a comment like that they get very mean right they get personal they even go back into like trying to find quotes or tweets or whatever that that I have posted and they went back to like October 30th about a intraday head and shoulders pattern that I was mentioning in AMD. There was a head and shoulders pattern on the 30 minute chart. I wasn't wrong about that. I just said, "Hey, 30 minute uh chart on AMD has a head and shoulders pattern." More of a caution, not didn't say sell it, get short, and I did neither. And if you're in the splash zone, you know that I didn't do. I never posted a trade setup off of it. But everybody's like, this guy's a moron. He's calling to everybody to short AMD and it's only gone up 7% since then. Yeah, it did go up 7%. But here's the thing. I, I didn't say to, to short it. I'm just saying, hey, here's a bearish pattern. You might just want to pay attention to see what it does. The next bar went right back up. It nullified the pattern. Who cares? Boom, you're, you're done. You're out of the trade. You don't even have to worry about it at this point. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
But what it is, is people are super leveraged to the long side. They're wanting to make money. They have needs and those needs translate into emotions. So when you tag something on Twitter or on stock twits and you say something about SPY or the Russell or any other individual stocks, you're messing with their needs. Their emotions are tied to their needs. And they also probably have too much. Just like I said, they're over leveraged. They have too big of positions. Deep down inside, while they'll go on social media, it's like, oh, to the moon, it's ripping higher, it's two points higher, it's ripping, it's big, it's huge. While they're saying that stuff, deep down, they're frightful that they're going to lose this money that they have in their their portfolio. They're incredibly, they're incredibly fearful of somebody like me. And here's the other reason why. I have 75,000 followers on StockTwits. There's another uh, 11,000 on Twitter. So they see my comments and they think, okay, he's... He's affecting a, a, a wide audience with this words. There's a lot of people that follow him. So what do they do? They want to tear you down. You see that in politics too. And um, you know, in the stock market, because their monies are tied to their positions, they get emotional. But the thing is, is in trade, you cannot be emotional about your trades. In the end, who cares what somebody else thinks? I'm not Warren Buffett. Never claimed to be. I don't have n- not a fraction of the kind of money that he has. <laughs> So my, my words aren't necessarily going to move the market. Definitely not going to move the spy. The spy does not care what I think. Okay, I'm just going to tell you what I think. Doesn't necessarily mean that's how I'm going to trade or how you should trade. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing, what I'm thinking. The market doesn't care what I think. It doesn't care what I see. It doesn't care what I want. It only does what it wants to do. So if I call for, um, and I hate using the word call because that's not what it's doing. If I say, hey, I, I think this market would really benefit from a 10% sell off. That doesn't mean it's going to sell off 10%. Not a chance does the market care about what I say. It doesn't care about what you say either. Not one lick. So in the end, who cares? If you're long on AMD, somebody says, there's a bearish pattern on AMD, consider it. Say, okay, let's see if there's any merit to it. If not, okay, dismiss it. Maybe it doesn't fit in your time frame for how long you're holding AMD. All right, cool. Don't get all emotional about it. I mean, people really got to check their emotions at the door when they're trading stocks. And when you're coming after somebody, when you're going after them personally, when uh, people are ganging up on the person, that just shows how immature you are in the stock market. Or, the, or the they are, not you. Because you listening, I don't think you're, you're uh, really... If you're this far in the podcast, I don't think you really hate me as a person like some of these other people do. But... These people, they really get upset about what you think because somehow or another it's invalidating their opinion or their belief about what the stock market should do for them. Guys, here's the thing. If you're in the splash zone, you know I'm wrong. I'm wrong wrong all the time and I'm going to be wrong in the future. I got positions open right now. Three of my, three of my positions are trading higher. One of them are trading lower. The one I tra- that's trading lower, I just got into it today. It's a short position and it's been rallying ever since I got in. That's going to happen in the stock market. The other two positions, three positions, they're going up today. That's great. Two of the three that I came into the day with, I was profitable on. But there's that one that I was down on. That's going to happen in trading, people. You're going to be wrong. And when you think that you have to be right, when you have to be all right on social media, when you have to be right with your friends, when you have to be right with what everybody thinks of you pertaining to your stocks, your picks, your investments, your trades that's when your portfolio is going to suffer the most because you're going to be trading with an emotional attachment to your trades. If the trade doesn't work, you move on. You cut losses, you move on. That's what a stop loss is for, to keep you from being emotional. And then at the end too, 
you got these these people that they don't have as big of a following. They see me, I have a big following. Not like like not like a Kardashian or a Trump or, or somebody like that. No, it's just big for for Stocktwits. It's seventy five thousand. It's probably like the point one percent of people on there. So yeah, it's got a big following. And so these people they they also want to draw bring attention to themselves and they want to say, Hey, this guy's a moron, this guy's an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing because he's hoping that I'll engage and, and yeah, I, I kinda did engage with him a little bit, but then I got kinda smart. I said, you know what? I don't know these people explanations. They're just out here to attack me. I blocked them all. I've never even used the block feature except for maybe once before when a person was uh, insulting family and just saying some really crude remarks. Since then, I haven't even used it. This time, I did use it. I I just I probably blocked like 15, 20 people. I don't care if they they don't have access to what I have to say. They don't care anyways. They're they're already obsessed with what they think. They're just looking for groupthink mentality of people who will agree with what they're saying. So if I come along and I say, hey, I don't necessarily agree with that here's why they all flip out so and you know those people they'll they'll blow up their portfolios and they'll they'll move on and everything i've been doing this for i've been doing the splash zone for since 2007 i'm still here haven't gone anywhere and i think in the in the history of the internet that's kind of like that's kind of like archaic right share pointers archaic it's been around forever so if it's been around since 2007, it's doing something right. And I take pride in what I do. I mean, yeah, I am probably a lot more conservative on a risk basis. There's times when I take profits too early. I took profits too early in, in NVIDIA, <coughs> not yesterday, but I think it was the day before. Or maybe it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. No, it was the day before. It was, uh, it was Monday. I took profits in NVIDIA far too quickly. And as a result... I missed out on like an extra 2% in the trades. That's just because I'm trying to manage the risk. I'm going to be right at times. I'm going to be wrong at times. I was right about getting out of McDonald's for a 1.5% profit because that sucker dropped big time the next day. And then I was able to get back in today and I'm actually up on the trade. So uh, two, two trades in a row on McDonald's, so far so good. But you just can't let the emotions of trading get to you. You really can't. So that's going to be, that's going to be it for today. Um, Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me, Ryan, at SharePointer.com. Thank you, and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Splash Zone, where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePointer on Twitter and on SharePointer's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you and God bless.